0: podcast is part
1: of the Sports
0: Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United weekly podcast. was back, United score four, Zlatan's back, he's still talking about Lions. Rojo's back, Fellaini's back, United dismantle Newcastle four one. We're talking all that. Lukaku being back in the goals, our defence, plus a whole lot more in series three, episode thirteen, as well as our extensive and unparalleled youth and loan roundup, as usual, as three United teams were in action on Saturday.
1: Because Lions they don't recover like humans. <laughs> we're doing Lions again, yeah. <laughs> we do the Lion
0: again, yeah. Jack four one against Newcastle. It's it's not just a standard score, is it? And welcoming Paul Pogba back. Where else can we start but but on on him, completely changed United's side and not just not just changed us, not just got us four goals. I mean, he didn't single handedly get us four goals, but not just changed the United side, but also just moments more exciting. Those little touches, those flicks over his head, those ridiculous outside of the boot, curving passes that switch the play completely. What a player.
1: He really is, yeah. He's kind of given us some credibility now, because we've been saying for the last two months that the, the whole reason we've been playing poorly is because Pogba hasn't been in the side. And as soon as he comes back, we had put on our best performance for quite a while. Pogba completely ran the show. As you said, what what a player. He has it all. Uh, he really does. From technical ability to, to skills on the ball, to the vision uh, and, and the physical traits as well, to put it all together. He he really is just an amazing player. Um and just so happy that he's actually a Man United player now, and proving to everyone what a signing he was and why he's considered one of the best midfielders in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean we we've been banging on about it for for two months. It would have been slightly embarrassing if he'd done nothing. But I mean, for for most players coming back, Pogba's been out for sixty seven days. I think I read it was, um, and he comes back and puts in that performance. I guess I guess to kind of explain it, it because it's not just him that. It's not that he comes into the side, makes five chances, everything changes, or scores a goal or assists. It's, I guess, it's, I guess you got to imagine like one of those computer games, or I mean, FIFA kind of works, where players have ratings, and when Pogba comes back, everyone in the United side is sort of given a little boost, like plus five or something, because he's not always the man creating the goal or scoring the goal. But United play better with him because everyone else plays better just because he's in the side because he does things that help them out. Um, there are some absolutely ridiculous stats about um how Pogba changes United. I mean, just, just rattle through a few of them. United haven't created fewer than 12 chances with Pogba in the sides, but only created 12 or more chances in three of the 13 games we had without him. In the three games United have ever won from coming behind under Mourinho, Pogba has, in the first one, scored the winner, in the second one, created the winner, and in the third, most recent one against Newcastle, scored and assisted. We've lost one Premier League game with which Pogba started since October last year. Uh, we've scored double the number of goals with Pogba on the pitch this season. Had double the number of shots on target, double of the number of chances created, double of the number of big chances created. Over a hundred more passes on average a game with Pogba. He's not played for sixty-seven days. Comes back, plays seventy minutes, runs the show, man of the match, scores, assists. It's no other player does that.
1: No, yeah, they they really don't, especially especially not on our on our team either. They're, he's light years above. Any other outfield player that we have at the moment, and he just showed that class so much. Those stats, and that that's ridiculous. That the difference between us with Pogba and without Pogba, and that's not over a small sample size. Either it's not like we've played two games without Pogba. Like you said, sixty-seven days, thirteen games without him. And it's a, a very large amount of games on which you can base that those stats. And that, those differences are not coincidental. That is all just down to. A, as you said, Pogba, Pogba's quality, but also the effect that he has on everyone around him on the pitch. Not only does he kind of take take the game by the scruff of the neck, he controls it, he controls the tempo, but he creates so much for everyone else in the team that it allows all of all of the attacking players around him to flourish. Yeah, We saw for the first time this season, Martial, Rashford and Lukaku all starting in the, uh, in the same team. And it actually worked, but I think a large part of that was down to Pogba. If those three had started without Pogba on the pitch, I think we would have seen a very different story up front um, as we saw.
0: We'll mention about the starting 11 because it was a, a very good, I, I haven't felt that pleased with us sort of starting front seven or eight for, for a long time. Um, it was very nice to see, but Pogba does just, just change everything. I, said, I I rattled off those stats and kept saying double and it sort of started, my tongue started to slip, but we're not double the team with Pogba, but it's a, it's a close thing. It's it's huge how much he changes United, and the only caveat to those things is that we've played tougher opposition without him than we did with him. But even then, it, it's been a, a it's an obvious difference one you cannot just ignore. Another stat: Popper scored assisted in that game. He now has the fifth best goal contribution record in the Premier League this season. So he scored or assisted every seventy one minutes or so, which puts him only behind Peter Crouch, Aguero, Marshall and Sané. And j- um, just in case you didn't pick on up on that. All of those four players are forwards or strikers and Pogba's a midfielder. This is a this is a player completely at the top of his game and if he can carry on for for the entire season, United do have a chance of catching up with City even though the, the gap is now eight points.
1: Yeah, he he's the key to all of it. If 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 Pogba is fit for the rest of the season, then we, we may have an outside chance of, of catching City. If Pogba goes out for any sort of extended period of time again, I think you can pretty much wave goodbye to the season, to be honest with you. He is that important to our team. And just a a couple of things I want to pick up on, his goal contributions as well. That was really the one thing that everyone criticised Pogba for last season. His performances in general were pretty good last season, or at least for people who watched the majority of Man United games would say that his performances were pretty good last season. But the criticism that everyone levelled at him was, oh, where are the assists? Where are the goals? If he wants to be a world-class player, you have to be contributing. And he's doing that this season. As you said, a uh, goal contribution every 70 minutes that is a ridiculous ratio especially for a midfielder and not just a midfielder but Pogba isn't even someone that plays in the number 10 role he plays a lot deeper than that and yet his goal contribution is still at a ridiculous level it just shows the kind of quality that he is bringing to us this season and I th- what I want to just pick up on quickly about Pogba is that I, at the moment I don't think Pogba, I tweeted this yesterday I don't think Pogba is the best midfielder in the world at the moment but I do think that Pogba has a unique set of skills that no other top 5 to 10 midfielders in the world can can say that they have. The the combination of the skill, the technical ability on the ball and then the, the physical traits his height, the power, the strength, it's just a ridiculous combination of of talents that I don't think any other midfielder had has at the moment. And the the only one that I can think of that would be kind of comparable in any sort of way would be Yaya Touré, but in terms of in terms of skill level on the ball, Pogba is, is a, a comfortably ahead of, of what Yaya Torre ever was.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's definitely right. Because Rafa Benitez, after the game, was was c- continually pressed to say, are Gerard and Pogba similar? Is Pogba at Gerard's level? And, and kind of gave a quite a sensible answer of, well, he's a very good player, but he needs to do it for the next decade. Which is fair enough. But I don't think you really can compare Pogba to anyone. He He is completely different. And I've said this a couple of times. And I'm not I always have to say, I'm not saying Pop is United's best ever player at all. I mean that that's obviously not the case, but in terms of a technical skill set, I'm I'm fairly sure Pope is probably the best technical player, is the most one of the most skillful players I've ever seen for United. And and this is a midfielder, not not a winger, not a striker, not that kind of play. And it's it is that mix of incredible skill incredible importance to the team Um, and having all of those things together is something that no one else has Um, and Mourinho hates saying players are irreplaceable I remember him at Chelsea a couple of years ago when he was asked about that that kind of classic spine of of Terry Drogba check that kind of that kind of player someone asked him if they were irreplaceable he was like no don't be silly and then someone asked him about Pogba whether he was irreplaceable and he kind of gave a sort of he he said something like it it changes the way we play which is basically him saying yes um united are, are not the same team at all without Pogba.
1: yeah that's as close as you're ever going to get Mourinho to say that someone's in the <laughs> <him> pretty much
0: <laughs> yeah um on the team p- no complaints about the the starting 11 given the defensive injury situation and it was it was probably the perfect Sort of forward line that you can you can hope for: Lukaku, Martial, Rashford, Mata behind them, and Pogba, Matic I mean, I mean, looking at that team when it came out, you were like, "Hold on, this is a this is a very very good starting eleven.
1: Yeah, I think Mourinho might have been listening to the podcast after the Chelsea game, the way that we uh, banged on about how bad Mkhitaryan was, and then he not only did he drop him from the starting eleven, he dropped him out of the squad completely. Um, so he definitely took that one to heart. But yeah, I I was also very very pleased with with the starting lineup, not only. Obviously, seeing Mkhitaryan dropped, which I think was was deserved. I don't think he he did uh, he warranted a placement starting eleven. Sorry, after the last few weeks, glad to see uh, Mata being given the chance to play in that number ten role. Finally, got to see Martial, Lukaku, and Rashford all start on the pitch at the same time, and it, it seemed to work pretty well. The interchange was there. Um, it still looked a little bit rusty at times, but just the pace on the on the counter attack and the, the kind of fluidity that we had going forward was excellent. And as you said. Defensive injuries kind of uh, took over and dictated the line-up we had to put in defence. Obviously, it wouldn't be our, our first-choice back line, but based on the injuries we had uh, in defence and the options we had going forward, I think that was pretty much the ideal line-up for the game. I was very, very happy with it and happy that it ended up working out well.
0: Yeah. Romelu Lukaku gets a goal back, on, back in the goals for United. A month without one from the October international break to the November international break. Scored three during the break, I think, for Belgium. Two in one game. And, and one in another, and then comes back and, and in that time became Belgium's record goal scorer at the age of 24, which is mildly ridiculous. But very important for him to get that goal. Kind of, It, it breaks a drought, but even more importantly, it was just before Ibrimovic came on. And Ibrimovic is about to come on. He's already getting a standing ovation at Old Trafford. Pogba's just returned. He's scored. He's going down the tunnel, and Lukaku scores. It just stops any potential criticism and attention and focus on Lukaku's sort of lack of goals. As Ibrimovic is coming back, he's scored, he's put that to bed. All good and, and a very good all-round performance, I thought. Often playing on the right because of Martial and Rashford coming central and then definitely playing on the right when Ibrimovic came on a bit. And, I mean, we, we're going to have to go back to Pogba because there are, his his influence on Lukaku is, is very clear as well. Lukaku's had double the number of shots with Pogba playing with him, almost double the number of shots on target with him and has had half the amount of touches in the opposition box when Pogba's not been playing for United. I think that's that's probably the key one. Lukaku is the the reason United weren't doing well in the last sort of month or so is because Lukaku's goals dried up, and that was because of a lack of Paul Popper. But very important for Lukaku to get that goal before Zlatan returned.
1: Yeah, I I, would, I was actually very pleased with Lukaku's overall performance. It was one of his better games, especially definitely a lot better than the last few weeks, obviously. But just in general, I thought his hold up play was a lot better. Uh, and he, he he played a very unselfish game, like you said. Often got shipped out to the right. Definitely uh, kind of got put on the right when Ibrahimovic came on. Uh, but even when Martial and Rashford were, um, were still on the pitch as well, he often got forced out wide a little bit, like you said. But it, it was a very good performance overall. He he connected. He linked play very well. Uh, when he did go out wide, he caused he, he caused problems. And and ultimately, that's where he got his goal from, playing a little one-two with Mata from uh, out wide on the right. I, I was talking to people after the game about. Uh, about Lukaku and they reminded me of um, when Lukaku when Roberto Martinez was still at Everton Lukaku often got not often but occasionally against some of the big teams got put out on the right and actually ended up playing very well out there sometimes with kind of someone in like the sort of false, false nine position so he can, he can play in that role and I think if we do see Lukaku and Ibrahimovic starting together I, I think it could potentially be with Lukaku out on the right even though I don't think that's his best position I think he can cause problems out there um, and I agree with you that it was very important for him to get that goal before Ibrahimovic came on because it just stopped any... You could kind of see the headlines already, especially if Ibrahimovic had come on and then scored without Lukaku scoring of, oh, when is, I, when is Ibra going to take over the starting role of Lukaku? Lukaku hasn't scored for two months. So I think it was really important for Lukaku to get that goal and just kind of quieting down any sort of criticism that might be coming his way. Um, and hopefully now we can kind of move on with... Not only Lukaku getting back to form, but a fit Zlatan Ibrahimovic back as well.
0: I mean, can can they play together? I mean, you would hope so. And Mourinho has mentioned that a three-five-two with with Zlatan and Lukaku would be quite a quite a thing to come up against. But it's just a question of whether they get in each other's way. But yeah, an overall performance from Lukaku that was very good. Not just the goal. I mean, he deserved the goal anyway. But he he's shifted out onto the right and. He missed a couple of decent chances ahead of from a, I think it was from a Lindelof cross, but he makes Pogba's goal. But a Brilliant, powerful run down the right, and then a, a really, really good cross to, to Rashford. And um, yeah. we'll move on to Rashford, Rashford in a second. Him of an assist. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then for his own goal, as you mentioned, again from the right with, with Mata, a properly emphatic finish, that little dummy, and then absolutely rockets it in. And then that sort of just yeah. classic, sort of putting the, putting the doubters away, celebration of just standing there in front of, in front of the Stretford End was was brilliant, but yeah, Ibrahimovic can can he play with Lukaku in a three five two?
1: Um, I I think it would be tough, honestly. I think I think if we're gonna play a three five two, it would be better suited to either Lukaku and Ibrahimovic with one at Rashford and Martial. But I do think it's worth trying at least once because ultimately, how are you gonna find out in a game situation other than than trying it out? I I I, th- I think if they are to play together that often. Like I said, I think it would be with Lukaku playing out wide on the right more, more often than not. But, I mean, the th- we used the three five two a couple of times during this kind of stretch of big games. It had mixed results, but against Tottenham especially, it proved that it can work. So I would like to see it at least once. Um, I mean, when they when Zlatan came on and Lukaku did shift out to the right, it didn't seem like it in- disrupted the team too much. Obviously, by that point, Pogba had gone off, but I- Ibrahimovic was still linking the play nicely. Lukaku was still a threat down the right. I think they definitely can play together, but I'm not, sh- I'm not quite sure if they'll be able to play together both up front.
0: Yeah, we, we shall see. But Ibrahimovic coming back, it was, it was a brilliant moment. I loved Martial smiling as he walked off, just hearing that Old Trafford roar. There's been a few... I remember um, Radamel Falcao, when he went out to warm up for the first time at Old Trafford, the sort of sense of anticipation was unreal. And the same with Bastian Schweinsteiger. Um and Ibrahimovic sort of jogs out to warm up and uh, the so Bobby Charlton stand sort of realises fairly early and then the Stretford ends start to see him and it sort of just slowly moves around Old Trafford. Brilliant moment. Um anyway, comes back standing, he tries a scissor kick, reminds us that he's a lion, not a Cuban. Um doesn't it doesn't really feel like he's been away.
1: No, not at all. Um he came on, tried a ridiculous scissor kick and Coming at, what is it, 35 years of age? 36 now, yeah. 36 now. Coming back from a debilitating knee injury at 36 years of age, at at Old Trafford for a team with some of the highest expectations in world football, and then doing a scissor kick (laughs) seven minutes after you come onto the pitch. It's just the most Zlatan Ibrahimovic thing I think I've ever seen. Uh, I I have a lot of misgivings about Zlatan. Zlatan. He's never been my my favourite player, and we criticised him a lot last year, but... You have to respect him for what he's managed to to achieve in coming back from an injury that ends careers of people a lot a lot younger than him, coming back looking just as fit as he did um, last season, and seemingly playing uh, a pretty decent 15 20 minute uh, cameo at the end, and just seeing him back on the pitch was lovely. I do think it will help us coming uh, to the balls at the back end of the season and over the Christmas period. You know, Lukaku played pretty much every minute of our games in the Champions League and the Premier League this season, so. Hopefully, it might take a little bit of the burden off him, and just obviously offers up a new, a different avenue for goals as well, and just managed to really, really increase the feel-good factor I think around the club. Already, you know, already winning four-one, and then you bring on Zlatan Ibrimovic, you can't really get much better.
0: Oh yeah, having Zlatan Ibrimovic as your backup striker is is ridiculous. Um, and yet, yeah, it's not just about his age because he is thirty-six. But some players break through at, at sort of twenty-one, so he'd be in his fifteenth year, sixteenth year. I think he's about to go into his twentieth year of senior football, and he's got, as you say, a potentially career-ending injury. And he said it's not—he didn't just have a ACL um, issue in his knee. He also had other uh, sort of further knee injury that he's not telling people. And if that's true, it's it's astonishing that he's come back in six, seven months, um, and twenty-eight goals. Well, we criticised him last season for missing big chances, but twenty-eight goals even after he missed those chances is is ridiculous. Um very critically on on Marcus Rashford, the run for the Pogba goal and the intelligence to head it down is is just brilliant. And and Martial's seventh goal of the season, great header, um and a and a threat throughout.
1: Yeah, I thought Martial had a, had a very, very good game. As he has done all season, to be fair to him, he's played really oh. well but just getting on the score sheet was great. That was a, a very underrated header as well. The way he climbed above Yedlin at the back yes. post was really, really good. I thought he, And heads it down perfectly into yeah, the corner. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, apart from Rashford's assist for Pogba's goal, I thought he outsh- outshone Rashford for a lot of it as well. Um, obviously, Rashford yeah. was playing on the right, which is the, the, the least favoured position for him. But Martial looked a threat. I, I, think,
0: I think Rashford was often playing as sort of a number 10 with Mata mm. on the right. I I noticed a lot of the time Mata was much further right, fur, further on the right than than Rashford, and Rashford was sort of lurking behind yeah. Um But yeah, both of them, uh, Rashford not not a, a huge threat, but still some some brilliant moments. Yeah, I think one thing, um,
1: one thing that I'm really noticing I, with Rashford this season is just his decision making has improved so much. He still gets the odd the odd occasion where he's where he's a little bit rash. But um, Gary Lineker I think actually tweeted about this. Don't normally agree with much that he says, but about um, about how how well Rashford sort, kind of sees the pitch uh, for someone so young. I mean that that header for Pogba's goal was absolutely brilliant. I don't I don't think of many other forwards who would think to or have the vision to kind of pick out that that little cushioned header rather than trying to power that into the back of the net. And for someone at such a young age to be able to see see passes that well when you're under pressure uh, in the in the box, pr- basically have a one on one with the keeper, that, that's very very good play.
0: Twenty one months since he since he broke through at, at United. <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> what he's done in that time. Um and, and he's just turned twenty. I mean we've we've gone through a, a whole host of individual players. Um, Rashford Marshall, Lukaku, Zlatan, Pogba, all of them. But we go down to to a Dwight Gale opener, and Newcastle pro- probably deserved that. Um we weren't great at the start, but really, really good response and attitude from United. Proper, proper response. That that feeling around Old Trafford when when Martial heads in the equaliser and then Smalling gets a gets sort of the winner of the half in added time of half time. It, it took a while to get the first, but then we just kept kept at them, no letting up, no being happy at one one, and and we were rewarded. And going in at half time leading is very different, and we come out after the break and and carry on with that momentum, and it just shows what we can do when we properly properly continue pressing. Because as soon as that. Newcastle goes, goes in probably five minutes after that we start playing properly and after that we keep going for it we keep going for it we get the the equaliser brilliant piece of play from Popper brilliant header from Martial and that's I think that was on the 36 minute mark next nine ten minutes we're still properly going for it Con- continually going getting the crosses in earning a few corners and then eventually Smalling gets the the goal to make it 2-1 and it's it, it was a, a very well-deserved lead at half time because of what we'd done after going down
1: 100% yeah I think Obviously we've had a lot of games this season where we've scored a lot of goals, but the last hour of the game against Newcastle I think is our most convincing performance of the season. This wasn't a 4-0 where we're at 1-0 for the majority of the game and and then end up scoring three goals in the last 10 minutes when the other team kind of pile everyone forward. This was a proper, legitimate 4-1 victory where we completely dominated the last hour of the game. and um, Honestly, we could have scored six or seven goals in, in the game. We had that many chances everyone was contributing going forward and every time we picked up the ball it looked like we were going to go and create a very good goal scoring opportunity.
0: Yep, Um, a very good day for for United overall with Pogba, Latan, Rojo, Fellaini all coming back, Rashford, Martial playing well, A, a great starting 11 and four goals against Newcastle and some Funny Benitez and Shearer (laughs) chance. I
1: was going to say, yeah, sticking it to Benitez is always always a plus. Yeah,
0: I was wait. I was on Saturday. I was just waiting for the Rafa's cracking up chance to come out, and it took it took about sixty seventy minutes. But when it did, it was it was a good laugh. It was a brilliant day for Man United on Saturday. I was speaking to one of the heads of the academy at the weekend. He was delighted with it. Started off with five youth games at Carrington at various age levels. Then the under-18s travelled to Blackburn Rovers in the under-18 Premier League, winning 4-1 thanks to a double from Angel Gomez, including a sumptuous free kick, as well as an own goal deflected in from a James Garner shot and one for Damani Bugal melor That keeps United top of the under-18 Premier League North, ahead of Manchester City, who have a couple of games in hand. Then, at under-23 level, United faced off against City at Lee Sports Village, going ahead through a James Wilson goal. Fed through by Demi Mitchell, Wilson went one-on-one with the goalkeeper and finished well. Lucas Nemecha equalised for City just after half-time, after United had dominated the first period, and from there they looked a much better side, threatening United on a few occasions. For a struggling United side, it was a good result against a strong City eleven. Then, of course, the first team played at Old Trafford with our 4-1 win and 20 of United's Global Academy scouts who look for players aged 16 or around that age were in attendance together. Overall, a very good day for the club. In low news, goalkeepers Sam Johnston and Dean Henderson started for Aston Villa and Shrewsbury Town respectively as both sides beat their opposition 2-1 on Saturday. Henderson saved the penalty and has become a favourite of the fans at Shrewsbury who sit top of League One. Timothy Fossumenthal was an unused sub for Crystal Palace as they drew 2-2 with Everton, as was Matty Willick for Dutch team FC Utrecht as they beat Excelsior 3-1. Devontae Redmond wasn't in the squad for Scunthorpe and rarely is, while Cameron Borthwick-Jackson wasn't in the squad for Leeds United as they beat Borough 2-1. Those two loan moves not going well. And Reganpool was an unused sub for Northampton Town in League 1. Finally, Andreas Pereira played 80 minutes for Valencia, who are second in La Liga after a 2-0 win against Espanyol at the weekend. Right, Basel in a week, Wednesday, Champions League. Um, I think we can qualify with a with a win against Basel away. Should be a very good away day. Very quickly because we're running out of time. Um, prediction.
1: Uh, gonna go for a two 0 victory.
0: Two 0 will be very solid away from home in the Champions League. Would very much take that. And Brighton at the weekend. Man United playing Brighton. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure they were. They will be very excited. Um, I'm sure we will be less excited. But I think it's a Saturday three o'clock, which is a bit rare. Prediction for that as well. At
1: home at uh, Brighton, I think be relatively comfortable. I think Brian a potential banana skin at the Amex but at home I think I'm going to go for a comfortable 3-1 victory.
0: 3-1, very solid. Yeah, I'm going to go for for the Basel game I'll go for 2-0 as well and for Brighton I will go for 2-0 Um Right. That's all we have time for on a, on a packed episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Thanks as always for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us a lot. You can find us on Twitter at at UTD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D at the end. And you can find Jack at, at
1: UTD Takes t a i t,
0: And you can find me at at Harry Robinson 64. Cheers for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye.